This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. All right. Open your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter number 2. Acts, chapter 2. It's the day of Pentecost. And as we celebrate today, we're going to go to the story of uh, or the Scripture, uh, how they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We're doing our Everyday Hero, Heroes message series. We're calling it The Power Within. The Power Within. Father, I thank you for your word now. I pray you'll speak to us through your word. Change our hearts, change our lives. God, you are up to something amazing. Good things. Come on, agree with me. Good things. Lord, in a world that can't see them, let light shine forth from the Father of lights. Good things come. All good things come from the Father of lights. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. Um, I want to just quickly go through the history of this moment. Uh, the Jewish people have gathered for the celebration of Pentecost. I preached a message on this last year. It took quite some time and will not be re-preaching that this year. But how the Jewish people still gather as they go and they, they sit and read, of course, the Ten Commandments in the more uh, uh, liberal uh, uh, synagogues. But those of the, of the more uh, strict adherence to, the Jude- to Judaism gather, and they begin reading at a very specific time in the evening. They read through the night. As they read through the night, they read the entire law. As they read the law, they time it with the breaking of the new day. And so when Pentecost had fully come, it meant they had finished reading the law, and then this is how they closed this moment. When the day of Pentecost came, they are all together in one place. Now I want you to notice this. King James says it this way, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, say that with me, fully come. Fully come. And how that would occur was this, the law would be read, they would realize that in themselves there was no way for them to meet the law. They could not live up to the standard. So they would throw their hands into the air collectively as a body, they would throw their hands into the air collectively as a body, They would throw their hands in the air collectively as a body and say, we can't do this on our own. We can't do this on our own. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. And so in their confession of that moment that there's no way I can do this on my own, I'm way ahead of myself in this message. Can I tell you what this pastor has realized? I can't do it on my own. I can't live holy enough. I can't beat my sins back enough. I, I can't uh, uh, tie my, myself up to the point where, you know, it just seems like, tr- uh, trust me, if I tied myself up so I couldn't go sin, sin would come find me. I can't do it on my own. So now read it like this. When the day of Pentecost had fully come and they confessed, I can't do this on my own, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. What was the difference? The difference was before they were under the old covenant of the law, right? Okay. And as he didn't come to abolish it, but to do what to it? 
fulfill it. He came to fulfill it. So this time when they threw up their hands under the old covenant of the law, that had now been fulfilled. And what they could not do on their own, he had settled for them at Calvary. And suddenly there came the sound of a rushing... I'm trying to behave, but can I tell you what ended up happening at this moment? It's like this. Now we're thinking, oh, then suddenly a wind blew through the building. No, it's like he was saying, I've been waiting for this moment all along. You see, God's been waiting for you to reach the point to where you declare, oh, I feel God. Pastor Don, somebody's already got you excited. Yes, he has. And let me tell you why I'm excited. Because when they threw up their hands and said, I can't do this on my own, it was like God was at the starting gate. The bell went off and he took off and he came rushing into the room and suddenly there was the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And then all of a sudden it fell from heaven and it filled the house. It did what? It filled the whole house. That means that even the ones who did not know him yet that were there suddenly would realize there's a power in the room. Can I tell you something? God's looking for a people. People who will say, I can't do it on my own. And he can fill their lives to even the ones who don't know it can know something's happened. Amen. My goodness. I got, I took two days off. I guess somebody, I, I'm refreshed. Listen, maybe it's just the Holy Ghost I feel. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled. There it is again. They were all in one place. It fully came. Can I tell you? He's wanting to fill you fully. Amen. With the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the ability to enable them. Now, therefore, there were staying. Now, notice this. Most people stop in verse 4. But notice verse 5. There were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing. What? God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. People have gathered from all over the world to this moment, to this time. There are people who are following Judaism from all over the world and they've come to throw their hands up under a law that says, I don't know how to connect to God on my own, so I found it through Judaism and, and I'm trying to connect to God and I can't do it on my own. And suddenly, in the midst of these tens of thousands of people, there's 500 of them, because that's what the scripture says, that when the church was there and Jesus arose, there were about 500 of them that, that he said, go and tarry. 120 of them were in the upper room for a business meeting. There's about 380 more that were in other places praying. They've all gathered together. They're all there in the house of the Lord. And all of a sudden, the power of God falls in the house. And then all of a sudden, there's a fire that sits on the believers. And everyone around them can see it, can feel it, can hear it. But here's what God showed me. Who came running? The God-fearing. Not the religious. Not those who were simply there because it was their culture. The God-fearing came running. Can I tell you a word of prophecy this morning? I believe that we live in an age where God is assembling those who will fear Him. God is assembling those who realize I can't do it on my own, but through the help of the Lord, I can go forward, I can conquer, and I can win. Amen. We've been studying Psalm 16.3 that says the godly people in the land are my true heroes. In other words, those who fear the Lord are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. You see, who we look up to and who we let our kids look up to ought not to be people whose lifestyles are messed up and they're too busy showing their, their, the, showing everything to a camera. 
That just went sideways. Come on now. Showing too much to a camera, saying too much to a camera, doing too much for the world to see. And you know what? They're looking up to them thinking that's success. Can I tell you what success? Success is knowing how to get a hold of the power of the Holy Spirit who helps you break generational curses, who helps you set the captives free, who helps you to loose those that are bound. Come on now. Helps you lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I'm not looking for a church. I'm looking for a God-fearing people who say we can't do it on our own. Give us more. Give us more. Give us more. Amen. God-fearing people. Now, that's the problem. Some of you, though, don't understand what it means to fear God. You think, well, that's okay. I'm scared to death of Him. That's not the case. See, godly people are those who fearfully, reverently, or carefully follow Him. Now, I am, by self-proclamation, a self-preservationist. Okay, when we all got motorcycles as children, my brother was seeing how high he could jump his into the air. I was practicing parking. (laughs) I am a self-preservationist. And I think the time I think about self-preservation, it's probably best illustrated by this example. Those those that are helping me, come help me right now at this point. I have, have commissioned them with what I think they can handle. Pastor Kevin's the only one man enough to carry it up here. Come on now. All right. All right. Now look. Some of you, your faith is not a fearful thing. You don't worry about messing up because you're not really concerned about messing up. Because you don't have respect for. (laughs) You don't have respect for the power of God. Because you've relegated to something. Let's see that one more time. (laughs) That you can control. But others of you realize that it's not. That you have to worry about. It's when God shows up in your house in a way that you cannot control. In a way, Lord, let it start. All right. I need a volunteer right now. All right. Only two of you brave enough to raise your hands. All right. Cut it off before we kill everybody in the room. Hallelujah. Woo. All right. (laughs) Now watch this. Some of you have this kind of religion. I pull it out when I want to play with it. It's not really going to accomplish much, but at least I have something. Some of you have this kind of faith that no matter what's fallen in your life, come on now, no matter what's fallen in your life, you know that give you a few moments and the what that will accomplish 
it can be moved out of the way. Now, now I'm going to cut the middle of the two of these for just a moment, okay? I didn't bring it with me because Pastor Danny calls my chainsaw, I, I can cut chainsaw. I've got one of those electric chainsaws. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm driving around. We're out cutting uh, uh, trees off people's houses and different things in a storm, and, and we're trying to be helpful, and, and I've got my little chainsaw on the back, and he's like, do you think that little I-can-cut chainsaw will do anything? <laughs> Come on now. We showed up, and uh, I think, I, well, they, maybe it was last service. I saw them come walking in. No, there they are, right up with some friends. I showed up to your house. You had something leaning over your kid's playground, and my little I-can-cut chainsaw went to town on that. Come on now. And, and you know what? We got the tree down. Pastor Danny's like, I didn't think he would cut a thing. Can I tell you something? Some people might not know what lays inside of you, but there's something good inside of you that can accomplish what God's called it to do. Amen. I don't know why I went sideways here, but let me just say that you might not shout as loud as everybody else and you might not be able to dance like everybody else. But the truth is, you know that the God that you serve is real and he's able and he's faithful and he's good. And that's the power of God that's going to help you when you can't do it on your own. Amen. Thank you, guys. So we've been studying what's it take to make a hero. Real heroes stand alone for what is right. Real heroes make sacrifices for others. I gave these to you a few weeks ago. Uh, uh, real heroes take risks for God. Real heroes build up and bless instead of belittling others. Real heroes keep serving God when others give up. And here's what we're going to add to this study this week. Here we go. This week we realize that everyday heroes have a power source. Notice what I'm about to say here. Others can't. What's the word I chose? Can't connect to. Now, some of you theologians went, no, 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 Pastor Don. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for all. What? All who believe in Christ and are far off. But I'm come to tell you today that some people can't connect because they don't want a life-changing force. They want one they can control in their lives. Some people can't connect because they won't pay the price to connect. Listen to me carefully. You see, it's not that they don't have the ability to connect to the source. It's that they won't connect to the source or they won't walk in such a way that will enable them to connect to the source of the power. You see, a life that doesn't understand the potential of the power of God and live in a holy reverence, therefore, can't connect. Listen to me. They want to connect to the power, but they don't want to pay the price of the connection. Probably the best place I've ever seen this illustrated. I was in a in a a, a country and I, I saw the power lines and and the, the missionary there pointed up the power lines and said, "What do you think about that right there, Pastor?" And he showed me this. I said, "Sir, what am I looking at?" He said, "You're looking at one person who's paying the price, and everybody else is trying to connect to the power that they're paying for." Oh, hold on just a second. I'm taking you somewhere. One person paying the price 
And everybody else is trying to, Pastor Don, that's ridiculous. We're all going to pay our power bills. Let me just bring it into our faith. We want the worship team to be so paid up, so ready that they can get up here, invoke heaven, and we can live like hell all week long, come through those doors, feel God, feel the presence of God, get a goosebump on our arms, and think, oh man, I've been in the presence of God. Can I tell you something? What you're doing is trying to connect to the power source that somebody else paid the price for. If you'll begin to understand that there's a power source that wants to work inside of you, and you bring that power source into the power source that they've already prepared. We might just have an explosion called revival that will shake and heal our land. Amen. Now see, you've got to understand something. On the day of Pentecost, everybody can hear. Everyone's seeing what's happening. But only those that were God-fearing came running to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the power of the Holy Spirit flows through those whose spirits are holy. That's a lot more than two amen, three amens. Come on now, let me say that again. The power of the Holy Spirit, help me out there on, online. The power of the Holy Spirit flows through those whose spirits are holy. Wow. God's trying to talk to us. Men like Joseph in the Old Testament. They recognized that he had the Spirit of God of Pharaoh said, where are we going to find somebody with so much of God's Spirit? Why? Because Joseph held on to hope because he kept his mind on the promises of God. He became somebody we celebrated for millennia. Why? Because everyday heroes refused to let circumstances change their character. Joshua didn't even stand up. Caleb stood up. Joshua stood beside Caleb. The difference was Caleb went and started preparing for battle and Joshua went and got in the presence of God. And in the presence of God, he found promotion and he was chosen to lead the people. Why? Because everyday heroes find purpose more important than promotion. Daniel, over and over and over again throughout the scripture, in the book of Daniel, it says, and Daniel was a man who had the spirit of God, had the spirit of God over and over and over again. We saw this. Why? Because Daniel made a choice every single time he was given the opportunity to compromise and he chose God's path. God's talking to us. He's talking to us. He's talking to our hearts, our souls right now. You see, everyday heroes have settled who they are before they enter their crucible. Now quickly, I want to take you back to the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, there are two generations of believers in this moment. The first generation are those who saw Christ ascend and have been waiting for the promise of the Father. And they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Then quickly the second generation is born as they are people who are already living for God, seeking for God, and honoring God. You see, on this day, there's a call for another generation who are hungry for all that God has for them. When I threw up my hands in the earlier service, God kept saying to me, lift up holy hands. And I kept throwing my hands up and I said, God, I'm not a holy man. And he said, lift up holy hands. And then I realized what I was about to preach about. I was about to preach about the very thing that I was dealing with, my failures and my weaknesses that I cannot make it on my own. But through him, with his help, I will overcome. Why? What did David say? He's made me able to run through a troop, jump over a wall. He causes me to have the ability to triumph. He causes me to conquer when others have been defeated. I don't care how many generations of your family have fallen suit to the same struggles and the same addictions and the same problems and I don't care how many decades of your life have been robbed from you my God will answer your call when you throw up your hands and say I can't do it on my own amen 
what you need is something to blow the junk out of your life. So, uh, Charlie likes to, to ride uh, his, his four-wheeler. And he knows where he's allowed to ride and where he's not allowed to ride. So we went somewhere we normally don't go, but I told him where he was supposed to be. And I, I said, look, okay, you, you go have fun. And, and they were all riding and having a good time. And, and then I see him come up and there's no four-wheeler with him. And I'm like, oh, he's had a wreck or something's happened. And he said, the four-wheeler, and this is where he knew he's scared to death. He said, the four-wheeler's sitting in the road. I said, the road? He didn't tell me it was the curve of the road. I said, what is the four-wheeler doing in the road? He said, I can't get it to go. Be careful, your sins shall find you out. So I go running over there because I don't want somebody coming around this curve as fast as they can and smacking this. It's a big four-wheeler and hitting it. And so I go running over there and, 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 and I jump on it and I fire it up. And as I fire that thing up, I give it the throttle, you put it in gear and four feet. I jump back on it, four feet. I need to go about 125 feet, folks. I'm in the curve of a road. I'm thinking, now you're not only going to hit a four-wheeler, you're going to hit me and your car is done. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't get it out. I'm trying to, this, like on a hill, I can't push. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to roll it. And then it hit me. I said, you know what? These people coming around this curve are more valuable than this four-wheeler. So I'm just going to, I'm going to give it one last ditch effort. And so I fire that four-wheeler up, and I take the choke, and I, I almost pull it out of the thing. It's every bit of choke I can pull, and every bit of throttle I can give it. And it was like it went silent for half a second. It went... And then all of a sudden it went... And then it went... And I thought, I've blown the engine. And then I realized I had blown out the engine. Because suddenly, behind the bang, I heard, and that four-wheeler almost came out from under me as it took off down the road. I'm telling you, I have never seen it go so fast since we've had it. I'm like, he's like all excited. Oh, you got it running. I go right past him. I took it down, took it up on a couple of wheels down in the gravel, spun it around, realized I was about to kill myself and said, I better go back. Didn't have a helmet on. And I thought what it needed was to be blown out of the jump that was hindering the power source. Because it couldn't get the fuel it needed on its own. I can't do it on my own. Would you send a rushing mighty wind and blow the junk out of my life? Blow the failures and the struggles and the weeds and the problems and all the re reoccurring issues of my heart. Just blow them out, Jesus. I'd rather blow up for Him fizzle and die in religion. I'm giving it all 
to fill me with a power that will help me do what I can on my own. That's who I'm looking for today. Those that will stand with me and say, I can't do it on my own. I need God to help me do what I can on my own. See, we can't do it on our own. Any of you watching right there, God's dealing with your hearts. Service is going to be over in just a matter of moments. Every head's going to bow. Every eye's going to close. I'm going to keep my eyes open because I want to, I want to look for just a moment. Those that are responding, and I want to talk to those of you watching. Nobody looking around. The law is still the law. Sin is still sin. We can't measure up on our own. So what we need is for the day of Pentecost to fully come to our lives. I can't do this on my own. If you're here today and God's speaking directly to some people and some of them are watching, God's speaking directly to you and you'd say, Pastor, there's some junk in my life that I need blown out. I'd rather God just, just flow into my life and rearrange everything if necessary, but I want Jesus. I need this junk out of my life. Where, where's your hand? Let me see. Get it up quick, 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 quick. Even if you're watching, I want you to just raise it right there where you are. Well, my family will see. Well, that, your family needs to see. Because they might follow. So I want some stuff blowing out of my life. Hands all over this place. Put those down. God's speaking to us now. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, or maybe you're watching. If you, you're watching, you're about to respond. I want you to type that in. This is, this is my moment. This is my time. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Our pastor online is going to minister right directly to you. Listen to me quickly. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I'm willing to confess that I can't do it on my own. I've tried to live my life on my own, and I need Jesus to forgive me of my sins, and I want to be born again. I want to see your hand. With everybody praying, nobody looking around. This is your day. Today is the day you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Thank you. Are there others? Thank you. Are there others? Where are you? I'm looking for you. There's some two or three that have responded in this service, several from the last service. Are there others? Some of you online that are responding right now. This is your time. This is your moment. Some are listening to me right now. This is your time. This is your moment. This is it. All right, we're going to pray together. We're going to pray differently today. We're going to ask Jesus to do what we can on our own. That's deliver us and set us free. Lift your hands toward heaven. Father, help me. Father, I can't do this on my own. I give you my life. Send your Holy Spirit. Change who I am. For your glory. From this moment forward. Blow into my life. Blow through my life. Only let remain what is from you in Jesus name Father I thank you for those that, that are going to make they've made their decision today that Jesus is going to help them do what they can on their own and they're going to serve Christ for the rest of their lives and Lord those that are from this moment forward are going to be different because when that sin comes to tie them down they're going to throw their hands up and say I can't do it on my own and you're coming rushing to them because your grace stands ready for us 
in Jesus' mighty name. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.